0: And welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. This one is different because I actually got a question about this and I actually wanted to do a deep dive just in this one question from this audience member because they're a fellow teacher and I want to help them out because they had a really great question and I've actually just dealt with this actually coming back from spring break and dealing with some behaviors that I needed to nip in the butt, but also as well <clears throat> I'm not saying that I know everything, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm all-knowing master. Listen to ma- Master Connorly over here, and that's what some of my kids call me, because in Latin it um, uh, teaches magi stares. So some of them are just like, we'll be the, you'll be the master, and we'll be the padawans. And I'm like, you know what? I'm down with that. That's pretty dank. Some of my high schoolers are really funny, great kids. Um, uh, they all are. But we're going to talk about behaviors with middle school because I don't deal with behaviors with high school. I just deal with behaviors of apathy and um, not doing homework and uh, kind of slacking more so with high school, and then with middle school, it's more so, um, you know, quelling the the side chatter and you know being on task and all that stuff. I mean, I, you'll learn as you go, and as a teacher, and if you're a teacher or if you know teachers they all say that you really learn teaching by teaching. You just got to go through the motions and you got to, you got to have that experience. And so through my experiences, I hope that I can help out anybody else. And I'm not saying that I know anything in or everything, but maybe you can take some sort of my, my aspects that cause I really have like, <clears throat> that's why I really had to lay into my kids this week at the beginning because, uh, You know, they they really don't act like that. And I have expectations of them not to act like that. And if they do, then you know what? They're going to hear from me. I'm not going to deal with that kind of stuff. I mean, kids will be kids for sure, but they know me. They know how I conduct class and how we can have a very seamless and great environment. If you work with me, I work with you. We are the team, the Latin team that I know very well. And that's how it really comes down. So if you're interested and... You know you want to learn i mean this is stuff that i've just kind of like learned through uh, through you know observation of middle schoolers because kids are so very very self-aware it's amazing how actually self-aware they are it's just the aspect of them acting upon that self-awareness is really you know what you want them to to do right they know that they're in the wrong but you want them to act so that they Think about their actions before they lead into that consequence, right? Con meaning together under with. Secor means what's followed. A consequence is what's followed with after an action is done. There you go. You can't escape the etymology with me, y'all. So with that being said, let's dive on into it. So I'm just going to, I have a list that I kind of wrote out and we can dive into it, but I don't really like, I don't like, I like to just kind of like go through the thoughts in my mind when it's regarding this kind of stuff. So thank you again for this question on how to best deal with classroom management. And um, at the end of the day, I'll go through my list and then I'll talk exactly really in-depthly as to to what I do, because firstly, you just got to set clear expectations, right? So you just got to clearly articulate your expectations for student behavior and performance in the classroom and making sure that the students understand the rules and the consequences. But at the end of the day, the students, I, you know, I have a good rapport with my students because I treat them like mature individuals and they want to be treated like that. I know that they do because I wanted to be treated as well as um, a mature individual as eight, as an eighth grader. Maybe you aren't, but this is what I do. I don't have, you know, seating And some teachers are like, oh, that's a mistake. But for me, it isn't because the way that I do it is like, you know what, you guys? I I assume that you guys are capable of seating wherever you want to sit, right? Now, if I feel like that you really aren't showing that capability, you're not showing that maturity and that competence that I thought you could, then that's when I have to step in and that's when I got to move you. That's when seating charts, you know, happen. And so that's how I kind of show them. And I'm, and so then if it comes to the situation where I am having a seating arrangement for certain students, then I ask them, I'm like, well, do you think that where you've been sitting, uh, you've been doing exactly as I asked, um, have you been exemplifying the maturity and being able to sit there and not having to distract other kids around you and, or, you know, being on task. Would you say that you've been doing that? Because in my opinion, I don't, do you, you guys know me because they do. They know me. I'm not going to punish them for nothing. I'm not that kind of teacher. And I asked them, I'm like, am I, am, do I, do I like to just punish you guys for the sake of punishing you guys? Because I don't, I've never sent one of you guys to the office or anything like that because we figure this out and we have a conversation about it. But at the end of the day, do you think that, uh, you've shown the maturity in order to have the pri- privilege of sitting where you want to sit? These are privileges and I can, Give them as well as take them away. That is the authority that I have in this classroom. So you have to lead with both a heavy heart or, a, a, you know, like a kind heart, but a heavy, a heavy hammer is what I, I really meant because I really care for my students. I really do. And, uh, they know that I care about them a lot. I want them to succeed. I want them to know that they are in a safe space to fail. Like, that's what I said expectation-wise at the get-go. They're like, what? You want us to fail? And I'm like, think about it, y'all. I don't want you to fail, but I want you to take the chance, and I want you to put yourself out there. I want you to be brave, and I want you to look back and reflect on that bravery and know that you can do this kind of stuff. All the time when I was a student, I was too afraid to contribute in class because I was too worried about everybody else and what they were going to think of me. And if I got something wrong and at the end of the day, nobody's looking. And what I tell my students is if if there is somebody that's going to laugh at you for getting something wrong, we're going to kick that attitude to the curb ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky. I'm not going to deal with that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, the growth that I've had in my life, the growth that anybody has had in their lives, as well as probably you yourself, has come from the failures and learning from your failures and moving on and delineating between both the failures and the successes and how to achieve um, or to go about it in a different way the next time around. Right? It's all about learning learning and learning and learning and that's what my students doing are doing that's what i am doing they are teaching me many a thing i am teaching them many a thing and, and that's just what it, the the world is so i i give them those privileges right i set clear expectations i have my my um and another expectation i'm still on my first point but what i tell my students is hey, you know what? We have our class time here. Let's get through and be efficient with what I need to cover and get through in terms of our material. And then if we can do it in an efficient manner, that is going to leave us more time at the end of class for me to give you guys your individual work so that you can do it in class so that you don't actually end up having homework to do at home and or very minimal amounts to do that's always my mo i don't want my students going home with homework because i know that when they do the homework they're just doing it to get it done as much of a stress bucket of a student as i was as a kid I did my homework for the sake of getting it done and to leave it behind and not learn anything from it. So I might as well have my students be proactive and doing their homework and also working towards doing their homework at the end of class so that they don't have homework and then they can utilize me as a resource because I'm just circulating through the classroom asking questions for them. So that's another thing. They know the my routine. We go through. We do my. Uh, we do the readings. We do the grammar. We go through the concepts, and then we go th- over. And I give them the my recapituladas, as I call them, uh, basically recapping all of what we've gone through. So it's basically almost reading comprehension plus um, going back over the concepts to ho- uh, further reinforce them. Um, it's all about repetition with language and you guys very well know that because that's what language is. That's how we build upon our speech is by repeating certain things that can further get ingrained in our, our mind. That's how we expand our vocabulary. We use certain ver- uh, words in our vernacular vernacular to, um, to embed them more. So that's what I try and do, and my students know that. And you give them that those expectations and that structure. Give them the structure because they love that structure as much as they're going to say that they don't. They thrive on that. You give them stuff. They know what to do. Now, the reason why I dealt with behaviors in the past is because there are inconsistencies in the structure. And when you give students slack, they're going to start pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling inappropriately. And so that's when you got to pull back. And sometimes I've in the past pulled back way too hard. And then I've had to come back and be like, okay, you guys, I've made a mistake. I allowed myself to get too heated. I got too up here and I am also, you know, as I tell my students, nobody can be a Jesus in this world and I'm not a Jesus and nobody else is. And I make mistakes and I am imperfect, not perfect. Um, and nobody else and and, uh, nobody else is in this world so i always always own up always own up to your mistakes to your students as well be humble because when you show them that they know that you care as well and that you aren't willing to die on the hill of being wrong right because at the end of the day the reason why you're you're having to because i've yeah When you say you're sorry, you're owning up to the mistake that you made and then you're moving on and you're saying, you know what? It's about me doing better next time around. And I always try and show that because I want my students to act in that way because middle school has an epidemic of doing the pointing of the finger. It was her. It was him. I didn't do it. What are you talking about? you know, it's all that kind of stuff. And I really want to call that kind of stuff because it's being accountable is such an honorable trait. So with that being said, this actually kind of leads me into my second point where it's establishing a really positive environment for my kids. In fact, on all my evals, my, my, uh, my admin always tell me that I am so positive with my students. I reiterate whenever a student gets something right, because I'm known to cold call all the time. Um, and it's not to it's not to get a it's not a gotcha thing. Sometimes if I feel like a student is getting a little off track, I will cold call them to get them back on track. That's a good little tactic that you can use. But it's all about creating a safe space, right? So I have that space safe space. My students know that they're safe, but they also know that they kind of have to. be on it a little bit because they don't know if I'm going to be the one that's going to call them about telling me what the ending is for the second person plural imperfect ending for verbs for instance right so if if they were to be on task and listening and taking notes and doing all that good stuff then they would know and if they don't know then they kind of feel a little dumb because they kind of are sitting there with uh, thumbs twiddling and they're just like "Mm," and then they have to tag in Uh, you know, a partner to help them out there or a neighbor and do a little turn and talk. So, you know, that's what it's all about as well as creating that positive, safe environment so that, you know, you're creating and inviting a supportive learning environment and maintaining those positive attitudes um, to show that the students have potential, right? They all are capable of learning Latin. I know that they are, and they all have shown me already because we're already into April and they're pretty rock and awesome. And I wish that I could have a kind of a like a like a a, a challenge between my I don't know why that took me so long um, between my uh, high school high schoolers and middle schoolers because I know that my middle schoolers would probably match if not surpass a lot of my high schoolers because they show up and they do it and they know that they can do it. Because it's all about the positive reinforcement. That leads me into my third point. Use positive reinforcement. Be the hype beast for your students. I always love it. I always tell them that they're rock stars or they got it. They're mundo. And then I'm always like, oh, Mr. Grover would be so pissed at me for saying something like that. Because Mr. Grover is the Latin teacher. Or I'm sorry, the Spanish teacher. <laughs> but, um, and he's also my mentor. Great guy. Um, But Yeah recognize, reward them for the, their good behavior too. I, I praise them for when they own up to their mistakes. I tell them, you know, that's very mature, you know, give them those, those, those moments where you praise them and they, that you reward them for the the good things that they're throwing out into the world, right? They rock, they do. And I know that they do. And they very well should know that because they probably don't, They probably, I have students tell themselves very self-deprecating things when they get things wrong. And I try and nip that in the butt. And I'm like, you reframe that right now because they'll be like, oh, I'm stupid. And I'm like, no, you're not. You just got it wrong. It's okay. I get things wrong all the time. You guys have seen me get things wrong in front of you guys here. And I'm the teacher, right? I'm supposed to be teaching you guys and I've gotten things wrong as well. Be humble. Show that humility. They, they, they love that. They really do. Because the more that you show that you're humble, the more that you show that you're human. Yeah, you're just human. You're not this stupid person that's willing to die on the fact that you're die on the hill of the fact that you're always right and that you're all knowing, all encompassing, omnipotent, omniscient, whatever. Um, Always address the misbehavior quickly as well. That's my fourth point. So be sure that you quell that kind of stuff so that's what i had to do this um this past week what happened was i ended up subbing for another class of mine my students were like hey uh mr ricks is out again mr Connolly." um and i was like yeah i'm thinking about subbing for y'all they're like hey that, that, that'd be really great for seven period and stuff like that and i was like you know what yeah i'd love to you know and i want to help my team out i want to help you know we're, we're, we have a teacher shortage. We're always having to cover for, for one another. And it's all about helping one another out. And so, I don't know. I, I, I ended up subbing for that class. And it was absolute chaos. And I was so disappointed in my students that could have definitely helped not contribute to the chaos. But they definitely did. And I know... I know that they they feel more um you know with they're gonna have more loyalty to their friends or whatever or to fall into that kind of behavior rather than with me i understand that but at the end of the day i'm still not going to deal with that because they know that i've been an advocate for them they know that i've advocated for them in very many a situation because i've had a lot of students come up to me telling me about certain things and I've gone to admin about it. They know that I'm on their side, but you know what? I really didn't feel like they were on my side this time around. So I had to talk to them that Tuesday and really had to lay into them and be like, listen, you guys, what about what, where's the respect? Where is it that, you know what, Remeaning back specto to look at? I was unseen that entire seventh period that I had subbed because I was trying to get you guys to be on task. And I was repeating myself over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, what happened to the team that we were? You guys could have very much helped me, but instead you made my life way more difficult than it had to be. And for that, you guys are going to get the subs that you guys don't want anymore. Right. And I'm not going to say their names or anything like that, but I was like, you know what? And you guys deserve them. You know what? I'm not going to sub for that class anymore. And I've told Miss, Miss Richard that I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's because of you guys and the way that you conducted yourselves. So you can thank yourselves for that because they were going. They asked on Tuesday. They're like, hey, Mr. Connolly, you're going to sub again for seventh period. And I'm like, no. And we're going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about that very in depth. And man, did I lay into them. And I don't do that. But I asked them. I'm like, you guys know me. This is energy that I don't want to have to put out into the world. Do you? Got, you do I do this? Uh, do I, I? I just ask them questions. Ask them questions. How did we get here? How did we get to this point? And they always are like, like I said, very self-aware. They know that they're in the wrong, but it's whether they're going to act upon whether they're, they they want to be in the right or the wrong. And so I had a lot of very dejected kids that period for sure. And what I tell them is like, you know what? I don't want to be this person. And I don't want this kind of energy because now everybody's melancholic. Everybody's kind of dejected and kind of low. And that's that's not the energy that I want in my classroom. But you guys got to realize that I'm not going to put up with that kind of stuff. And so you guys are going to change that kind of attitude and you guys know that I expect better. And you guys know that your parents will expect better. You guys know that Mr. Ricks would expect better. You guys know that everybody else in this school would expect better. So do better. They know it. And so now it's been really bright as rain, actually, for the past week after that. But when I see them all dejected, I get really sad. And I'm like, all right, you guys. And then it's like me, like getting mad at a puppy, right? It's like, God, I can't get mad at you for very long. Because they're all like sad and I'm like, all right, I've said what I needed to say. And now we're going to do a reset. We're just going to reset right now. All right. I'm done. I've said what I needed to say. You guys have heard me and I hope that you've heard me in its entirety. And let's move on. Right. Bygones be bygones. And we're going to leave it in the past. Hakuna Matata. And then everything is right as rain and then we get back into school. That's what it's about address the misbehavior, lay into them, but know that you also are a gentle individual because I know that I am and my and my students know that, that, that I am too. But at the end of the day, it's about them knowing their place and that they can't do that kind of stuff and that they can't make your life harder because I'm here to teach and I'm not here to parent. A lot of time in my life, I've had to parent versus teaching in the school setting and I don't want to do that. I'm there to teach and I want these kids to learn. And My last point, um, well, encourage students just in general, but that's kind of goes along the line of positive reinforcement. But if you have those instance, instances where you just have behaviors that you can't deal with, communicate with the parents. Maybe you have parents that are very absent. Maybe they're very not absent, but communicate with them. Let them know but be diplomatic about that. Be on their side. Understand that, you know what, they may be going through a lot. I only see them through a snapshot of them being at school. And they have so much going on in the worlds outside of school that there are no problem kids. There are just kids with problems and they manifest in the behaviors in the classroom setting. That's how, that's what I truly believe. And these kids have really, they've been honest with me and they've told me certain things. And I really resonate with the the, the kids that are problem kids, because I know and I see them and I know that they're going through things. And I I talk to them, I'm like, hey, I'm on your side, but you got to work with me too, right? I can't, this can't be a one-sided thing or else I'm just going to quit, all right? That's not what, you know, that's, that's not what teamwork is. Teamwork is not a one-sided thing. So then just communicate with the parents and create a positive relationship. So that you with them so that you can be a a team, a team to help mitigate or figure out what's going on with the student. Because at the end of the day, as a teacher and those that are listening here that are teachers, understand that they show up for their students. And that's probably the number one, like 85% of the job right there. I'm not doing it for admin. Screw admin. Screw everything else. Screw it all. I show up for my students and for imbuing my passion for language into my students as much as I can and to expand their minds. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe you learned something new from this and maybe you didn't, but I hope that at the end of the day. That you did learn something new. And if you are a teacher that maybe you can implement some of these things. Or maybe I opened up an avenue that you never thought that you could have before. Um, use, right? Maybe, you know, maybe consider not using scene arrangements. Well, you know what? I, I always, I, I err on the sh- side of caution with that. Because I'm very well versed in it. But not a lot of teachers are. So use it, use these tools to your own discretion, right? At the end of the day. It's all about how you teach and we are all individuals and we all conduct our classroom environments in a different way that works for us best. Right? So I hope you learn something new. Tempo says Dischetere.